Welcome, welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio or back via the podcast. This is your weekly radio show roundup of all things GA in the county and what a weekend it was. Joining me in studio to discuss all the action, it's St Eunan's chairman and record Dr Maguire Championship winner. I have to mention that, it's the one and only John Jazz Harn. How are you John? And also, you're in the studio, we get you on there John. Also John is being joined by Dara Boner. Dara is a GA correspondent with the Donegal News, making his debut as Joe Brawley would uh, say. Dara, you're very welcome. Cheers for having me, Brendan. First time up at Highland, Dara? It is, first time, yeah. There you go, you could become a DJ. Joe Dex is here producing <laughs> the show. He'll give you some uh, DJ tips if that is uh, something you want to go down the track of. He's producing the night. I want to thank, of course, Donald Kavanagh for the news there and, of course, Ivan Borland for the part, or plus the legend that is Ivan Borland. Just from the weekend's action, uh, the ladies' championship uh, tournament in St. Unions into the senior semi-finals with ones over Bun- uh, Maville and Bunkrana. That's group one. Group two yet to be decided. St. Nall's currently set top, but there's still fixtures to be played there. Uh, Killy Biggs beat Ardra in the intermediate and Neve Wurra beat Gidor by a point. Uh, that is your final pairing for the intermediate. And the junior A, Dunlow are playing Neve Columba. Oris are playing Downings in the semi-final and the junior B McCool's play Red Hughes big derby game there in the junior B and Kilcarpe Letterkenny Gales uh, John just before we get to the round up the championships uh, St. Junin's ladies you know, for years dominating football you know fell off the the top perch if you like Terman be, being brilliant you know Glenn Finn of course Maville had a couple of Years at it, but it looks like they're they're, they're coming back to being a, a solid senior team again. Absolutely, Ben. You know, as you say, there the glory days were long long ago, but they're they're hopefully coming back uh, to Dural Park. So there's a lot of work going on, Ben. But same in every club, they're doing a lot of work with with the ladies' football and underage. But I suppose our girls, the, the big one this year was to go down to Moville and beat them down there. That was kind of the shock that put the cat amongst the pigeons in that group and got them into second place behind Terman and. I think Movell ran Terman close yesterday, so I don't know what would have happened if Movell had won that. There would have been three teams and four points, but I think our girls were happy to see Terman uh, beat Movell. I suppose Need McLaughlin's missing for Movell, so she'd be, be a big loss. But no, our girls have made good progress, so Peter McGeehan's in charge and Gar- Gordon Randall's helping them, so fair play to the boys, and I think they're looking forward now to Glenn Finn. They're just not sure when it'll be, but the semi final. But aye, it's good to see the girls back at it, Brendan, and hopefully. You know, it'd be nice to see them get to the final and you never know what happens in yeah. the final. Like outside of St. Union's thing, John, it's a Donegal thing, you know. You, we, we need clubs like having two, particularly I suppose the way Glenn Finn Terman have dominated lately, you need more players that'll pull in, you know, and Maxie's talked a lot about that, about there's been a real effort at underage. There was a lot Tony Boyle there on Sunday evening uh, uh, for a few late ones and he was uh, talking about all the work that's going on underage. That's uh, right. To, to, because the other counties are having success at underage if we're not, John. So it's important if while that's getting in place that there's strong clubs. There is. Uh, you, uh, you need you need a strong you know you need a strong club championship and, and plenty of players coming from all over the county and you know that's only going to help. And as you say with Tony there, Tony I think is four or five girls playing away and, and don't know we're getting great success. But I know our miners had a good year this spring, you know, the the, the Nigal miners, but it, w- it was at sea level. So, you know, they are looking to, you know, there's a lot of teams ahead of them. So, yeah, we have to start competing more at underage and getting back up maybe to closer to the A competitions at under 15, 16, whatever they are, you know, same as the as the boys. So, you know, if, if you're going to if you're gonna compete at the top level, Brendan Senior, you know, you have to have good players coming through the underage structures and that's just that's just the way it is with, it, with, any, with any team, be it ladies or, or, or men, you know, so Harland football, whatever it is. So, 
No, a lot of work going on around the county. And as I said before, Brendan, you know, it's somewhat easier for less traditional clubs to come good with a ladies' team. With a ladies' team, because you know, with men's football, it can be tradition. Big clubs, you have a tradition of playing football, and you know, but with ladies' football, it's it's relatively new. When I say relatively new, you know, 20, 30 years, a, a club can come like a Moville who wouldn't be traditional, you know, can come with a very good team and dominate for a few years and hopefully other teams will come. So, you know, it gives other clubs that maybe haven't such a, you know, strong reputation in men's football that they can come with yeah. a good group of ladies. It doesn't and follow, it doesn't follow the men's exactly. senior clubs at all. Exactly. You know, well, so that's what that's you know, not you, the you, same way. Yeah. You're making the point for me. That's what I was trying to say. So thanks <laughs> yeah. for that. We don't, you don't want to be too harsh on anybody that has a good uh, ladies team. Listen, we're all in this together. Um, Dara, first time up here, so I'll start with a nice handy one. Would you put John Harden in your best club team of the last 30 years? Um, well, I suppose that's that's going back <laughs> to my young days. He's heard of the legend. I'm only pulling your leg. Yeah. How, how could you not? Let's be honest. But we can talk off air and you can tell me the truth. Dara, listen, all, all joking aside, Dara, looking in, just coming in the weekend there, did you have a feeling that the top club... Uh, you know, there was going to be a squeeze there and, and it was probably going to look like uh, Glenn Swilly were going to be pushed out of that top four. Was that your feeling good into the weekend? I kind of, yeah, I kind of thought that, like, it was obviously going to be a tight game regardless down there and Glenn Dees, I think, um, could have went either way. Obviously, Glenn Swilly had a brilliant start to the game too, two early goals. But I think Neve Connell have had that a bit this year, starting a wee bit slow. They've they've come on massively then, really pushed on second half. Um, yeah, just I suppose the way Glens where they were going, they kind of looked like they wouldn't be pushed out of it. But you kind of you were expecting St. Unans to win. You were probably expecting Ballyshannon to win. It was just that sort of case then. We uh, Kilcar, you probably thought they were going to win as well. Surprising enough draw there. Uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of about six of one, half a dozen the other. Like yeah, you you kind of get the feeling now. Your own club, you're a McCool's man, of course. There, I have to mention that. You've got this feeling now where for years there was this overbearing dominance from, from three, four teams. That seems to be changing a bit. You know, you get the feeling that teams are getting the, back to a level. And of course, we see Glenn Swilly coming up this year, Irua, that there, there's a few sides pushing up. McCool's, you know, are coming back. You know, I mentioned the Clohanili before we came in. You were at them at the weekend. We could talk to them in a minute. But there certainly seems to be a feeling where there's a bit of a catch-up maybe from, from a lot of other sides. Yeah, I think like you have your traditional top four, but the, it seems a bit more like top two are pulling away with your St. Unans and Glenties. Um Obviously, Gidor lost to Ballyshannon and then Kilcar drew with McCool. So there is a couple other teams and, of course, Glen Swilly. So you almost have seven of them coming up there, like, close enough. There's some it's really starting to push on. It's getting a bit more competitive, but again... The top two are looking a bit clear at the minute. Yeah, and John, just on it, like, you know, your overview of it—is that what you're seeing it as well? That there's—is there a bit of a sense, or am I reading that wrong? That teams are getting maybe a bit more competitive. Certainly, I would say. I mean, maybe, and I suppose when you look at Aru in particular, you know, to force their way in that top four, but they're playing defensive now. Have they? You know, they made a Gador team. They got a couple of goals at the start of the second half. Could have been different, but listen, they've done what they've needed to do. They're but, certainly on the rise. I, I, no, it's a very interesting question, Brendan. You know, you think about it a lot and you look at it in different ways. And you know, they really belly Shannon thing. To me, they've had a hand enough draw. Now they will say they bet Gidor supposedly won the top four. There's no doubt Gidor are good on their day, but they have missed a lot of players, Brendan. They're not, you know, firing all cylinders. So to beat Gidor at home. 
good, a good listen, a good result for Bally Shannon. You know, they, they laid down a marker. There was a bit of needle in the media, I think maybe from Eamon McGee towards them. So they wanted to lay down a marker. And they did that and they won all their games. That's all you can ask them. Now, they didn't, the quality of the opposition wasn't great. In fairness to Neve Connell and Glenthys, they had to play St. Junions and Glen Swilly. You know, and they still came out with seven points. St. Junions had to play Neve Connell, got the draw. The rest of the games weren't great for St. Junions. To me, Brendan, still. I'd, I'd probably agree with Dara that the top two are maybe still a step ahead of the rest. Now, for me, Ben Kilcar are very quiet this year. But in saying that, the result of the weekend against McCool's, you know, McCool's, they're coming with a wee bit of form, but, you know, you would have thought Kilcar would still beat them. And that's, you know, a wee worry for me. So I can't see anyone beating Neve Connell, Bar, Bar St. Junan's. And I can't see anyone beating St. Julian's Barrett Bentley's. That's and, the way I see it, Ben. And this draw now, John, is, is really throwing it the way it's open, you yeah. know, uh, in terms of... Yeah, because they could, they could draw each other, they could draw each other in a semi-final. And that will leave the door open for some team mm. to come through and get to a semi-final or get to a final. And like we know what Glenn Swilly are like in finals, Ben, so you just don't know. Kilcar are, are you, know, you know, they lost that final against Glenn Swilly, but they've also, you know, won Gidor. You just don't know. So it's intriguing, Ben, but... If Glenthys or St. Junior's were to play each other in the quarter-final, they would still have two hard games against teams coming gunning for them in a county semi-final and a county final. So it's, it's far from it's far from certainty that one of them two will win. But at the same time, I still go back to I can't see who else is going to beat them two teams by each other. Mm. It's interesting, that game, which was the game of the weekend, Glenn Swilly and Neve Connell, after the match, your buddy Ryan Ferry caught up with Martin Regan. It was an inter- interesting interview. A few talking points on this. It was a funny kind of game. We had a very poor opening 10 15 minutes. We were really slow to settle and we gave away two bad goals now in that open period. It just made life really difficult for ourselves. But we responded well from that. We, you know, even after the first goal, we got back to we got back to two or three points and then conceded the other goal. We went six down. We, we got the next two points, which was important. We kind of stayed within three or four and I suppose we were pleased with where we were at half time to get back to one after the start we had. So we kicked on again. It took us seven or eight minutes to get going in the second half, but we kicked some nice scores in the second half now. And, we were fairly comfortable there in the last few minutes, I think. Yeah, like it was. I suppose it was a bit of a cagey start to the second half, but you just kept at it and you chipped away at the scores. They lost Donald Gallagher to a black card, and you got a few ahead. You know, Murphy was still able to kick a monster score here from the wing, but you just you were able to get the scores in. With Leo McLeod particularly impressive down that home street. Yeah, and I suppose the black card did, did have a bearing on the game. Definitely, you know, that extra man for even on both sets of kickouts, we kind of got to grips there. Kickouts a wee bit during that time as well. We we nicked one or two of them and got scores from them. So that did make a difference. The the black yard defence that stage. Um, I suppose if it wasn't black yard, we might have been in on goal. So it rather the goal, but still no. I think Leo kicked some big scores in the second half. We marked him on, kicked a nice score, and no, it was we, we kicked some, some very important scores in that second half, and pleased to get the result. So that pitches straight through to the to the quarter finals. Four fairly tough uh, games in the in the group phase. Uh, has it taken a lot out of you? I suppose you're, you're glad of the break now, definitely. The, the four games, you're, everybody wants to be playing football and the games week on week are great, but there is, there's a lot of sore bodies in there, a lot of men carrying injuries the last couple of weeks, so it's nice to have three weeks now that we can get the bodies right for a quarter-final. Yeah, and uh, is that is that too much of a break? Or are you happy enough with that? Or no, we're we're pleased enough with it. To be honest, you know, we've we've good numbers down training with the juniors as well. With us, we've great numbers, so we we can play our own in house matches if we feel the need for a match at any stage. So no, we're we're pleased. We'll we've plenty to work on in training, so it's hard enough to work on certain things when there's games coming up. So no, we're pleased to get the break and we'll we'll get a bit a good bit done now in the next few weeks. And a key man for you is Eunan Darley. He didn't play today. Is there is he injured or what? What's the story there? No, Eunan took a bang there last week. He was carrying a bit of concussion just after the Milford game. So. We do. 
we, we couldn't risk him to obviously he'd be another three or four days before he's back to Northampton but he'd be, he'd be fine now for the next game definitely yeah and, uh, an interesting championship so far like you, you know looking at it um, what have you met of it Arua with the team getting the four wins he got through St Unions are through Kilcar had a tough game against McCools today where, where, do you, where do you see the lay of the land after the group phase uh, look I suppose it'll all come down to the draw even at quarter final stage as to how the draws work, work out and who you're playing and things like that but no there's there's a lot of quality teams in Donegal McCools as you said got a draw today I was really impressed with them against Glenfinnan Wednesday night They've, with Bradley Walsh and Farrell up front they're, they're two forwards as good as any any forwards in the county and the two of them together on the same team is a real handful so I wasn't shocked at that result today I thought they'd put it up to the car and that's the way it transpired so they're an up and coming team and there's plenty more as well you see Glen Swilly out there a lot of young players as well so no the, there's plenty of teams and plenty of dangerous teams in the quarter final no matter who you get and you mentioned that like, you're into the quarterfinals, but it's, it's an open draw in the quarterfinals. Is, is is that correct? Do you think, or would you rather there be seeding? Ah, look, it's, it's, it's easy saying now when we finish the top four. But I thought there should have been seeding for the top four, definitely. That you know, there's not not a huge advantage. All right, you have a game less, but you know, you're asking me was three weeks too long of a break. There's an argument that you're you're better off in the quarterfinal that you're getting another game. Whoever comes out of them preliminary rounds has a better momentum, and they're that bit match sharper so I don't, I don't see a huge advantage to the top four and we would have said that even coming into today's game I didn't see it as a must, must win game because you know a game in two weeks it's not the end of the world it's as good as a training session so I don't see a huge advantage to finish in the top four and I think that is something that needs to be looked at definitely going forward Very very interesting there Dara uh, he started off that by saying injuries you know sore bodies get the break but the end he was more or less saying that no big deal that, that maybe it would be better to actually have that quarter final I always think, listen, get into the, get into the final. Get, you know, get yourself uh, uh, ready, get players rested, and get back in. But he kind of, at the end there, was saying maybe it isn't the best uh, place, not the place that he ultimately had to be in. Are you surprised at that? Uh, well, I think like obviously with the new structure now, the ninth to twelfth, at least it gives them a bit of an extra thing to play for. But yeah, if you're coming in the top four, you want your seeding and you want the home game and the quarterfinals. I think that's the key thing. Like. I mean, now we could have potentially the top two that we mentioned playing in a quarterfinal, which would be crazy. But, I mean, that's the way it's looking. And it does open it up at the same time for other teams, which is good in a way. But, yeah, I think he's right 100% that there should be some more incentive for a team to come top four. Yeah, yeah. And John, where do you, where do you line that? Because if I'm th- thinking from a neutral perspective, right, if you weigh... This, the championship because it has been top heavy for a few teams if they keep having the advantage it's going to always work well for them is there not something about the nature of the competition where you say here you got to mix it with everybody in this it's wide open and you got to take the hits and roll with it is that yeah. not no, I've always that not that, create a more exciting I, championship I, and I know as Dara says it might be unfair to you if you go through and you have four games you don't get the the home seeding and, and against a weaker team but when we seen the likes of our top team playing the, the eighth team town it was it was walkover games yeah no correct Ben and, and my attitude always was with the championship going back to the days you know, all, you know uh, nearly the most nervous day of the year was on Radio Negator when Seamus McGiddy used to do the draw at the start of the year for the home and away first round you know when you'd be sitting listening to the radio not much Irish but you knew what number <laughs> Neve Vernon was and Neve Connell or whoever it might be Gidor and if you got them in the first round of the championship, Brent, which you know, we St. Unions got plenty of uh, uh, killer draws in the first round of the championship down through the years when it was home and away. You just had to suck it up. You know, there was no one saying, oh, well, we won the championship last year. We should get an easy draw this year. We went to Glen Swilly in, what was it, 2000 and 
eight and we went to Gidor and we went everywhere. We went to Neve Connell in 2007 when we had lost the two finals before that in 05 and 06. We went there. I remember the first round of the championship. They bet us by 14 points down in Lenthes and we came back to the park and bet them and went to the third game. So, you know, yeah, I've always been a traditionalist, Brendan. The luck of the draw is the luck of the draw. If you get a hard game in the first round or you get a you draw St. Eunice draw Glenthes now in the quarter final, so be it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's it. And it's yeah. a, it does open it up for other teams. A bit of excitement. Uh, you know, another team will get a chance to get into a semi-final mightn't have been there for years. Some team unexpectedly could get to a county final, which creates, creates a big buzz in that place, Brendan. There's no harm, you know. Now, I can't see Martin Regan's point. He has said, like, there's no real advantage of coming in the top four, so... Why have a top four? You know, I can't see that argument, but at the end of the day, you get yeah. A but disadvantage, not John. That you know, you're you're in the quarter final. You don't yeah. have another game that could potentially knock you out. And if you do, I mean, the starlight interview, you know, you're going to have a few injuries and in that in there. So surely you would rather be in there. Oh, I think so. Why no? I think you're better off sitting back and you can watch the other games now next weekend and, and take it easy. And you know, them teams that are in the quarter final now, like. St. Judas and Glenties are well experienced and they'll use that time well. The Martin Regan will be rubbing his hands and mm. they've been down this road so many times so, you know, it'll be nothing new to them and, 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 and they'll be they'll be ready for whoever mm. comes. Hey, there was a couple of battles and I'll tell you, there are your fresh face even with the McCool's men back in the day. That's right. <laughs> there was nothing taken for granted because that home and away game, particularly like if you, you know, your home game was going to be all out, like you're never going to turn over anybody usually easy in their home patch because it was like, that was the biggest day of their year. There was something to that. How we marry these together is d- difficult there. And, and, and appreciate where your thinking is around seeding and kind of rewarding teams that do well. But I just think there's something, it's a bit more braver, I think, to throw it out there in the championship because I think the championship being a wee bit steel uh, in terms of the, the latter stages of it, uh, particularly those first uh, quarterfinal games. And I think this adds a wee bit of buzz to it. It puts teams on edge. And as John was saying there, the draw... After this pre-quarter final, because we obviously have Glenn Swinney, Glenn Finn, Gidor, Dunlow, wouldn't you know, Sean McCool's playing four masters, Clohanili, Ardra, and whenever that's done, you know, there's going to be massive interest. I think it does create a bit of a buzz. It does, yeah. I mean, like, I can obviously see both sides. I was kind of coming more there from Regan's point of view, because obviously he's going to feel hard hard done by, by the way it is. But yeah, it is. It's still a lot better in the sense that there is that excitement now. Of yeah, you you got a you've got a good draw, you got a bad draw. Like we have you as you said there, you've got our draw playing Clahanili, McCool's playing four masters. The winners of them could play each other, and they're in a semi final. Then mm. that's that'd be brilliant for any one of those clubs. Yeah. And no no disrespect to any of them, not as if they're smaller clubs or anything. But traditionally, the big four would have been always coming up against each other in that last four. I suppose. In that sense, it is good that we could have a couple of fresh faces in there. Yeah, and and listen, Glenn Swally had their moments in the first half. You just got the feeling we need Connell. They've done this a few times in the second half. Now it's a bit of a warning shot for anybody playing them that once they get momentum in the second half, it's a big thing to have in your in your armory that you know the chips are down. The Cunans had them beat a few weeks back, so they thought that wasn't the case. And yesterday uh, or Saturday, Glenn Swilly, six points up at one stage. You were out and about, were you? You were at the Clohanili Four Masters game. Interesting now, Clohanili, you, you look at teams that are coming up from, from intermediate, that, that, that how you stabilise and, and deal with it. We've seen Dunlow mix it there this year. Uh, obviously, Clohanili up as well, looking to become you know a senior team, and, and they're certainly doing well this, this season. Yeah, and they did very well on uh, Saturday. Actually, they were they kind of were hit a couple of times early on. Four Masters got an early goal. Richard O'Rourke, brilliant play from Four Masters, and they 
they they would probably feel hard done by by losing themselves. Um, Sen and Car scored a brilliant goal for them as well. They were two points up at half time, and then it was just a, a bit of an unfortunate one where John Fitzgerald went for a he tried to fist over for a point, and the keeper just he tried to catch it, and he he slipped and fell into the net, and that put Clahanilil back level. They kind of got the momentum and the home crowd behind them, and Fitzgerald again. I think he had four on the trot then, and that kind of spurred them on. So. Clubs, yeah, like Clohanili did very well. Four Masters, on the other hand, would feel hard done by by not getting the two points as well. But both of those clubs are really like Four Masters, very young side. They're definitely on the up. Yeah, and Clohanili are very well stabilised. Looking at the minute. Yeah, yeah, indeed, interesting stuff. John, what we, did you make it to the bridge? Did you? Always at the bridge, yeah, Brendan. And exciting first half. Oh, I, listen, you know, the get the reading of the Gilded Goals was asking me about update scores. Because uh, everyone was coming through the years, so when I heard the halftime score for St. Unions, I was f- afraid to tell them. I said it can't be right, you know. I, I was thinking about Unions. I've watched them uh, this last couple of weeks, and the scoring power. I was thinking, you know, how the, how did that come about? It was two each. Yeah, I know. Ben, our boys weren't good in the first half. Now they were against a right breeze. I right. say stiffer than stiff breeze, you know. So and as and often so, happens down the and the bridge and and St. Michael's were sitting in, but you know our boys now, you know didn't cut them open at all, went over and back as they do and didn't look concisive enough and they weren't quick enough through the hands and weren't getting players on the ball in the right positions to shoot. So, in fairness, now, at, at the same time, I suppose Rory will say this and there was no danger from St Michael's. They got two points. Mark Anthony might have kicked a 45 and I don't know where the other one came from. So they were playing with the Strombies and they were no threat. So, at the end of the day, Ben, you just knew in the second half St Juniors would win easy and they did. Mm. But, you know, whoever was standing beside me in the first half would have it would have known how I was feeling about <laughs> the way the state of play. Listen, I can do be very need, harsh. Do they need a bleep button here? I can be very harsh on our boys, you know, because I know what they're capable of and sometimes when, when they do slow it up and go over and back, you know, it can be yeah. hard. It is hard to watch at times. But they, listen, they're the boys, Rory's training them and David and, and they have a plan and, and they have to stick to it. It's all right for me shouting in, but, you know. And, and so Michael's John now going into this relegation? Uh, yeah, I'd be worried about them, Brendan. Yeah. You know, be worried about them. They didn't, you know, I was just I came away with it and you think they don't know how lucky they were when they had Christy Toy and Colin Matney, you know, and maybe Big Brian and a few others in the Rocks, you know. Right, I, yeah. I, you know, it was a golden generation for them and I know they got to that county final and lost it, but like when you went down there with Colin Matney, he could win a game on his own. Peter you know, he could score yeah, Peter, they, no, they, yeah, he could yeah, score one ten yeah. and there was no one like Martin McElhaney tried hard Martin and Liam yeah. Paul Ferry tried hard and some of them did try hard, but just not enough quality, Brendan. Yeah. They never looked like, you know, scoring much at all. They got one point in the second half. So you just think, Jesus, mm. the days of Colin Matney when he would take a game by the you know, just mm. get it himself and turn and Christie and them boys, you know. So they don't have that quality anymore, Brendan. They're gonna struggle and they'll you know They'll, be, uh, uh, they'll struggle now, and you know that the relegation, the four teams in the relegation, it's 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 a dogfight there. I would fancy St. Nauls definitely not to go down. I think they're yes. a decent team. I haven't seen Milford. You know they're struggling. St. Michael's are struggling, and the last team is Kelly Beggs. Kelly Beggs, yeah. Kelly Beggs. St. Nauls were just by a point, and yeah. now they play each other. Yeah, in, the, in that semi final, yeah. and St. Nauls have competed very well in a lot of games. John, even the game we watched, absolutely. You know, as best that they could, could. against a. Good Unions team, team yeah. at home, aye. you know, and put it up to Glenn Stephen Griffin, you know, he, he does it them well drilled. I actually thought they would win that game by a few points, you know, but then again, you know, Killy Beggs are in there fighting as well, mm. but they didn't, they didn't register a point. Neither did Mulford, so you know, a few teams in danger of dropping into uh, intermediate. Well, it's, I think Mulford have been here a few years now. You know, they're, they're it's, it's, it's tough for them teams. I think if you take if you took out, you know, maybe the top 
two or three clubs in the Donegal Championship, it'll be a brilliant championship for the rest. You know, mm. there's not a lot between a lot of the teams. Yeah. You know, but they, they could, are getting better, John, would be my feeling, yeah, you know, without yeah. them. And I know there's a couple of teams at the bottom have had a tough season, uh, but I mean, the chasing pack seems to be getting a bit better. No, down, I would know. agree with that. I would agree with that. Because, Brent, it's all right just coming in and saying, oh, they're getting closer, they're not getting close. But, like, for a team to develop at senior championship level and try and compete with the St. Junior's or Atlantis, especially Atlantis, like, you know, uh, the amount of conditioning and experience you need to have, and that doesn't happen over one or two years, that can be a four or five year process. And to get boys to buy into that there and stick at it, you, you know, you stick at it for, and then stick it. Like the Glenty's boys are amazing that they've stuck at it for 17 yeah. or 18 years, whatever it is. And, you know, they're getting the rewards, but it's, it's a long slog. And if you're not getting the rewards, it's hard to convince boys to stay at it. And that's the only way you can build the senior team to complete. Yeah. Now, Bally Shannon have done it slowly but surely, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, four masters are coming out with this great underage. It'd be interesting to see can they Ben Swilly have a couple of Ben Swilly yeah and they'll always have Murphy so it'd be interesting to see the next couple of years Ben can them teams push on again and keep keep closing the gap and one day someone will will get there again and it'll be a new team on the top Derek can give us insight track and Sean McCulls and we'll get that after this advertisement break don't go anywhere yes welcome back Uh, again we're in studio here with John Harn and Dara Boner we're running through the championship here and we're at the McCool's Kilkar game. I was just talking to you off air there, Dara. A big word. Every word on, on McCool's features the one and only Oshin Gallon. But of course, nine points as ever. We almost expect that from him now. Badamie Birdie's having uh, an unbelievable season for Kilkar, though. Slotting over. He must be top scorer in the championship. Is he, Dara? Yes, yeah. And um, you were saying he's had eight points again. Uh, but still, um, we, we were just talking about teams that are, that are chasing that pack in McCool's. I've pulled out a good few performances. Then there's been other uh, uh, performances the last few years where we thought they would have been better, but that, that was a big game to, to get a draw against Kilcar. Yeah, because I think they played Kilcar last year in the championship and they got well beaten. Um, they just they started off a bit slow this year. I think they they Gidor in the first game and they got well beaten against Gidor down in Maharigan, to be fair now, which is always never an easy place to go. But uh, then they, they had Kelly Beggs at home and they beat them by, I think it was a goal. Or by three points, um, obviously Kelly Beggs down there. So, but then you're going to Glenfinn away. Always like Glenfinn are a team that you never tend to beat by more than three, four, five points or something. Yeah. And to to beat ten by ten was in a, a big derby as well. It was kind of incredible. Whenever I seen the scoreline of it, now I wasn't down at it. Yes. And then yeah, the momentum just seems to have picked up a bit now. You've coming into the Kilcar game. Of course, like you were talking about McBerty, I think McBerty's on 33 in four games. I think Farah's on 30 now. Joe Bradley Walsh is, I think he's on 25. So mm. the two of them, you have the two of them in the team and a couple, like there's a lot of those hitting around 22, 23, like Joe Bradley Walsh and Oshin Gallen. Then you have Joe Boyle in midfield, Jimmy Keegan, a couple of players like that. And then younger boy, Sean Martin, some of them are coming up and looking good now. It's it's looking good for them in the future anyway. And where would you put Bradley Walsh? You know, obviously Farah, I think if Donegal go well next year, which I think they will and their defence is tight, if, if Farah is fit and he's our man inside, I think he's one of the best forwards in Ireland. But I say, you know, I, there's no point in, in saying it otherwise. He's shown that he can do that. Bradley Walsh, would, would you think that he can make that jump? I know he's been in the squad and he's seen a bit of game time and that. Do you think he... He could uh, kneel down a starting position for Donegal. Has he got that ability, do you think? I don't think he's far off it. I mean, he's he's built like a man to stick in the full forward anyway. He's, he's wide, he's stocky. Um, 
he's he's just been he's been brilliant at club level. It's just making that step up, I suppose. He got a couple of chances in the at the start of the year in Paddy Carr's first couple of games and he I think he scored a goal in the first minute of his debut, maybe. Um but he just he didn't get too much chances after that. I know he was still in the panel. Um I suppose it's just there is that difference from being in the panel and then actually making it into that team. And if you have a lot of players coming back now, obviously we were missing a lot this year. If you have like the likes of the O'Donnells coming back and everything too, it's going to be even more competitive in there with Ashing Gallon and Patrick McBurty. It's yeah. it's tough to break into that now. Tough, but you need a big squad, don't you? And that's what we want at, at Donegal. Yeah, yes, indeed. Listen, they are looking, you know, interesting. McCools, you would fancy them against four masters, maybe just about a Rua beat Glenfan. Glenfan just managed to to make it into that pre quarter final at one eight to five and again a goal in the second half the big score in that match uh, for the men from Arua um, Dunlow and Gidor I was down at that very entertaining first half um, Dunlow actually went 6-3 up in the game a couple of brilliant kicks from uh, from Ryan Connors 45s uh, you know planted them over the bar dead ball very assured you know he was, he was top class he was back for them of course there was a couple of players back they then lost a couple of players to injury Seven six and play him well. Second half then, John, just, you know, when I talked to Daisy Geller, his interviews up online on the Highland site, there's loads of feedback from all the games. He was saying he didn't intentionally go blanket, John. It was like your game in the bridge. It ended up 2-2 in the second half. You would never have seen it coming because it was a decent game of football. Now, tension and and, and all was at stake. Maybe caused that, John, but you often think it. I couldn't see how Dunlow could win the game the way they were playing because uh, Gidor owned the ball. They probably didn't make enough use of it, but they were quite comfortable on it. And you just thought that, how, how are you going to win the match from this position? You know, but again, as Daisy was saying, it's all learning. It's all learning. And, you know, Dunlow were a young team coming, Brian. They won the intermediate last year and I've seen them a couple of times and impressed and impressed with Daisy's coaching and getting the most out of that young team. And maybe, you know, caught in the headlights against a big, you know, can we beat Gidor at home? You know, it would have been a big, big scalp for a young team like that there because Gidor's still Gidor. They're still one of the big teams to beat. And maybe at half time they thought, Jesus. Are we good enough to beat them? And maybe they didn't believe it, and maybe they kind of went out and without, as you say, without a plan to play so defensive. Maybe just whatever, just didn't you know, didn't have the belief maybe to plow on and try and run Gidor into the ground and maybe use their legs and open them up and get the scores and and and, and try and win the game. So they're a young team, Brendan, and as you say, they'll learn from it. You know, all these things are learning, but it's uh, you know, they're in the they're in the next game now and back again against Gidor being a neutral yeah. venue so it'll, it'll, it'll you know it should balance itself out so it'll be interesting to see the next day when confidence there though John yeah. from Dunlow to say you know we can match up we to can them. Match them. You know, and yeah. I know McNeely and again his interviews up there Ronan was not happy with, with maybe how his team played mm-hmm. but you know it was a, a nip and tuck type nip and game. game so the next even day even the physio got hopped by him and McGee he's not there <laughs> a, bit, a bit of a dive from the physio I don't think it was, it was a bit, <laughs> someone sent me a WhatsApp I don't think it was overly aggressive from Eamon but uh no, they know have to believe, Brendan. You know they have to believe the next day now that they that, that they can match Gidor and the, the next question now is on a neutral venue, can they go and beat them? You know, do they have the belief to, to put them away? Gidor with all their experience, you just think that they'll they'll find a way yeah, with the players missing and Kim Mulligan was away. There's talk of McFadden Ferry being back and there's talk of extra players being back to, to bolster yeah. Gidor now. Um, yeah. so so Yeah, I was chatting to a few of them a couple of weeks ago, Brendan, they were, you know, disappointed with some of their boys going away, the timing of them going away at this time of year with the championship coming around. So maybe they've had a chat to some of them boys and maybe they're haven't gone away, they're coming back sooner than they're supposed to be because listen, for clubs, Brendan, that they're doing all the work all year. Like the, the senior championships is, is the blue 
as a you know as a blue ribbon event, and you need to have your best team there. If you can. Yeah, I couldn't understand hard. a few people being away. John, you know, you get the feeling this is a this is a conversation in itself that times are changing. You know, mm-hmm. in football, and that ultra ultra commitment. I mean, at a huge set, they are in Kernan there recently. Uh, about commitment and he read the riot act to the crossboys yes. I mean, and he didn't hold back because he yeah. was saying listen this was our life that was it now you just get the sense I don't know about you Dara that there might be a bit of a change in people's attitude not, not the county but in club in terms of maybe that out and out commitment I, I just feel that creeping in a bit maybe, maybe, maybe you could uh, tell me otherwise I just get the feeling that you, you're going to have wee periods where boys decide I'm doing this, you know, whether it be trips to America or there's a there's a, there's a a holiday on or something on, they're going to do it Yeah, and I think I mean, I think the biggest thing in the last year, the last two summers now was obviously with COVID, boys that were just getting out of college maybe or something like that and they might have done that in a year out or something and they mightn't have missed championship or something like that, whereas now the only chance they have to do it is during the summer to go out there like to America and play football or to Australia there's kind of I think it might settle down a bit in a couple of years but there is still there's definitely more of a mindset in certain the clubs seem to get hurt, hit worse than yeah. others out there don't they you know the clubs again come back to that thing about the draw on the top the top teams don't seem to lose many players maybe they can replace them easier but everything seems a wee bit, wee bit weighed there yeah l- listen. Well, Brendan, you ask yourself this how many of the Nick Cronel boys have gone to America to play football yeah. the last 15 or 16 years and I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities I don't think there's too many no you know so they've got the, you know the, the, the. It's, but, you, but, but as you said it's, that's a massive sacrifice like I went to Boston for three summers great time always was back for the championship now you mightn't be as good a shape that you were you know if you had stayed at home for the summer yeah. but it's, it's a massive commitment yeah. to, not, to, not, to turn them things down and not to go away or travel a wee bit or whatever it might be so you, you would have carried it well, though. I'll carry it well. Owen, Owen McGettig went over sure and got injured. Exactly. Uh, big blow, didn't he, Colin? Yes. Him. Yes, lads. Um, St. Nauls, as we, we spoke about earlier, they beat Killy Beggs by a point. Uh, they play them now in that relegation playfield. And Ardra uh, beat Milford 12-10. Ardra going on to four points and going on to that quarterfinal. So we have, as, as I said, Glenn Swilly, Glenn Finn, Gidor, Dunlow, McCool's four masters, Clahonili, Ardra. There's favourites in every one of them. Um, Dara, would you be going with the favourites, or do you think there's there's a there's a shock in there? Yeah, well, I think I think Clahonilliar Dra might be a bit closer match than the rest of them now. Um, the two teams they did what they needed to do. They won their two home games, and that's that's what it comes down to with the teams in the relegation. I mean, I was looking there earlier. Kelly Beggs had Glenties and Aru at home. Um, St Michael's had Unions and Kilcar at home. St. Nalls' three games, you had Glen Swilly, you had um, St. Unans and you had Kilcar. Some of them were just bad draws, but yeah, these teams, they've they've won their games at home, the two we're talking about, Ardra and Clohanili, and I think that will be a tight game now. I think Glen Swilly will have enough for Glen Finn, although I think that'll be a bit closer of a game. Mm. I think I think uh, McCool's, and Milf- or McCool's and Four Masters will again be close. But I think the the firepower the McCools have should have enough for them, and then the fourth game the Gidor, I suppose that one could be when they've just played it's an You're interesting questioning one. Yourself, I know, that's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's a good thing though. But yeah. you know, you you can build a case. You for can see them all being a bit uh, close, yeah, yeah, yeah which no, is no. which is good, and that's what yeah, you want to yeah. see. And I think yeah. with the they're on neutral venues too, yeah. I believe. So I mean, you have you have that chance for the teams that are unseated in there. 
Yeah, interesting stuff. Let's move. Stay tuned. After this break, we're going to look across the intermediate and junior championships here in Donegal. Yes, welcome back to the DL debate. We're wrapping up the intermediate and junior championships now, and we have our semi-final pairings: as Fanad versus Bonkrana, Mallon versus Bundorn, Terman versus Neve Columba, and Downins versus Red Hughes. And Dara, you were at that game that Fanad overturned Terman—a big match. I'm going to come to you about that in a moment, John. Your overview of the uh, intermediate championship this year—it's always a very interesting championship. You know, I was even thinking about Letter Kenny Gales coming up there and. They're involved in a relegation now, but you've quite a few teams in there, and they're close to senior. If you they like, are. you know, no, absolutely. Well, absolutely. When you can make a case for five or six of the intermediate teams against the lower half of the senior championship, kick of a ball because some of them intermediate teams are actually in Division One: Downings, Bundorn, Mallon. So you know, you, you've always that we cross over, which 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 you would think would make them teams a wee bit stronger, but it doesn't work out that way. Uh, the first game I went to see Terman and Downings the first night or whatever night it was I thought it would be a good game but Terman were far too good for Downings yeah. I was disappointed for Downings because you know, they were playing in Division 1 and they held their own in a lot yeah, of games and it was a surprising result uh, from, more from how Downings played Downings were poor in the night Downings were poor in the night so I thought from looking at that there Terman were, were impressive but I, I was shocked now, I don't, in fairness I can't sit here and say I know a lot about Fanon but I was shocked by that result that, 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 that Terman got turned over by Fanon and I suppose a good result for Downings to go the whole way to Neve Colombo and beat Neve Colombo was a big result for them. So mm. I think they got maybe the reward, maybe of getting Red used, maybe one of the less, maybe one of the lesser ranked teams. They won't like like me over in the cross for saying that, but I'd say Downings are happy enough with that draw. And now it puts uh, Terman against uh, Neve Colombo in the quarter final, which I think is a tough draw for both of them teams. So it's, it's shaping up nicely, Brendan. And, you know, there'll be a, you know, there could be a twist and turn in it yet. It mightn't just be all plain sailing for Terman to be coronated at the coronation of the Intermediate Championship. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That was the big game a lot of people were looking to. Was that Fanad uh, game? Fanad beating Terman 113 to 14. What did you make of that there? Yeah, well, I mean, I was probably surprised too. Terman had done so well in the first three games. I suppose they had already done enough to go through. Maybe. Maybe they were looking at how it was going to shape up and they mightn't have had an easy game if they had have came top and that's turned out the way it is for Bunkrana who have ended up getting fanned. But um, it was it was neck and neck the whole way. There was never more than two points between either side in that game. Um, Darren McElwain scored a great goal for Fanad just before half time, but that was that was to put Fanad ahead by one. Terman levelled again and then it was point each, point each, point each. They were both going ahead of each other uh, Liam McGrennan was brilliant from freeze although he probably missed the easiest one he had out of the seven I think he had yeah, but he was brilliant yeah. Mark McAteer was very good as well now and some of them easy ones can put you off yeah. I've been there there's been an odd there's been an odd blot in the club copy book I'll tell you I think yeah. he got let off of that one though because it was in stoppage time Yeah, but he was still still brilliant from the rest of them now to be fair yeah and Fanad now you know Bunkrana there I was, like, was down with Gary Duffy a few weeks back you know he'd lost quite a few players to, to immigration you know four or five and then he lost Jigger he was flying then coming in they were still too strong for Neve Wara Sean McLaughlin who's just out of minor hitting one five so he's stabilised him he's obviously a good coach uh, there and, and they'll go on now that's, that's, some fa- that's a fascinating tie in its own now Fanad and Bunkrana yeah, well, um, the only time I've actually seen Fanad was against Glenfinn in that promotion relegation game, and they did look good in spells in that game. But I think they just they lost their way coming towards the end of it. 
Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> trying not to sit in the fence. There's there's a lot of those games there where yeah, it can go I either way you. again. I it's um, I think looking at them all, I mean, you can make cases for any team on either side of it. It's the intermediate's it been brilliant. like that though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. John, you know, you look at Malin there, it's funny, they, they came late uh, to, to snatch a victory over Red Hughes, and that was the same in that game with Bunkrana. The subs come on, they hit the last three points uh, to, to reel in Bunkrana, as you're saying, good division now. Bundoran, of course, come down, but I was probably expecting they were a bit slow getting into this yeah. uh, competition. Jimmy Brennan seems to be flying for them. Again, a massive pair in Terman, Eve Columba, and Down and Red Hughes. Very hard to pick definite winners from them. Absolutely, and I suppose for them, Clubs Brennan, they, they want their county men to shine, you know, and you want Jamie Brennan to shine, you want Keelan McGonagall, I think Keelan McGonagall was supposed to be very good, you know, you want Lorcan Connors and Johnny McGrawley and these boys for Downings that have a bit of experience at the county level to shine, you know, Aaron Doherty with, with Neve Columba. So, them boys have to step up, you know, at that level. Like, I remember seeing Neve uh, Columba and Bunkrana last year in the park in the game quarter final semi final can't remember like Keelan McGonagall now in fairness was disappointing on the day you know you can't put everything on them but when you're a county midfielder playing at that level you have to stand up and you have to you know carry your team and be the driving force so you know they'll be looking for their county men to stand up and, and do whatever club they are so nothing between a lot of them teams but like you're talking about Malin there who were very stable in division one but you know Seen to struggle a wee bit then come the championship and they had the yeah. same problem last, last year, year so yeah, there, there's something there about Malin that they just maybe put too much into the league and then because they're in Division 1 and they've got the big teams coming to them like I know you know they put it up to they put it up to Glenties down there and they put it up to St. Junis down there mm. you know and, and maybe they're up for the big teams but then when it comes back down to the championship then they maybe find it hard to to, to raise it again so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out Brendan Yeah it'd be a difficult job when you're coming in because you're playing that top league you might, you, you've only put extra and date then you obviously need to drop it and lift it for a championship it's a, it's a, it probably is hard yeah it's hard for the clubs you, you want to be competitive you do uh, you don't want to be getting tanked in league games at home where you have a crowd there and you know Glenthys are coming as county champions and St. Junes are coming as the big club and boys are biting at the chomping at the butt to get at you and yeah. you know and then maybe when they play Red Hughes or Neve Columba or whoever it might be doing they just think you know they just don't have the same bite yeah, so yeah. It's hard. Listen, it's yeah, a, all that, that's it's all the challenge you know it's interesting Neve Wurra are playing Burton Letterkenny Gales playing Neve Breed in the relegation playoffs as well uh, lads it's been a tough season for them sides but you know just saying to John there Dara you know you've really top teams in that intermediate there's quite a few as we're saying have been operating Division 1 could step up into the senior championship so you, you're coming you're coming up if you haven't got you know, a very solid, stable setup in your club, you're going to struggle in that intermediate. Yeah, and I feel like, I've, I've seen Nivora a couple of times, I feel like they might be feeling a bit hard done by to be in that bottom four. And of course, Letterkenny Eels getting three points and still sure. being in it. Um, but now, Nivora went up to their game against Malin and they were well in that game. There's, I think they finished with 13 and they just, they let it slip near the end of the game. Now, Malin, Malin did impress at the same time that game. I think they were kind of hitting the stride a bit more um, but yeah like I mean you see then uh, Burt getting zero points in their group Neve Breed were very hard done by with the group they got of course the, the so called group of death that was in that intermediate championship they were they were well beaten to be fair but they'll need to raise it now when they're coming into these games they will indeed interesting stuff the Junior A Championship the CCC has a bit of a headache here uh, John Narasa and Eve Connell, um, because of uh, Oris failed uh, to feel the side, um, they drew earlier, in the drew earlier in the championship, so you can't go to score, so there's going to have to be some kind of play. Yeah, and I, I was chatting to a man on Oris this afternoon, just, I sent, you know, 
what happened, why yeah. he's failed, because, you know, good club bars. And he said what happened was they were down to play on a Sunday, so the other games were all on a Saturday. So by the Saturday evening, uh, ours had no chance of qualifying. If there's even a slimmer of hope, he said they would have went. They had no chance. Now, I think right. he also made the point that if they had a known it was going to cause this hassle, they would have scraped the team together and gone and played the game. They didn't realise that this would happen and it's caused a bit of a mess. I don't know, Brent, should there be a playoff? Should, surely they should toss a coin and, you know, whoever comes top is high, high, I think. High. Because another game's a bit... Another seem, game against... But there, the, is a, there is a game to be played in the, in the, in the Group B yet. Okay. Yeah, so there is, there is time yeah. to play that game. Yeah, and that, that game's Convoy and Evolton and the winners of that go into the semi-final automatically. So I think it would almost look good if they played the two games. Because yeah. the two winners, it's almost like a quarterfinal for those teams because they go straight into the semi-finals if you top your group. Whereas it is hard for the team to come second, to be fair, then, that yeah. they're going straight into another quarterfinal and then to the semi-finals. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, that's right. Now, Ross are going well, 214 to 3-9, winner over St. Eunans. You, you mentioned Eve Alton there, 3-3, three 215 three, to one twelve. With Mavel, Karen Donna in last year's final finally got off to a victory. They beat out of sorts Neve Conkill two fifteen to two ten. The two Neve Padrigs, Muff and Lifford, were playing each other. Neve Padrig Muff coming out one eleven to three points. Have you got any favourites in there between the Neve Con and the Rosses? Seem to be Neve Alton. Is that your? It's, this, it seems to be. I think maybe the top two in that group A of Neve Con and the Rossa. Obviously, the Rossa had a brilliant league campaign as well, and they they. Did so well against a St. Nall senior side as well with Patter Mogan and Bren McCall back in that league final. Thought they they worked very well that day and that was in treacherous conditions down in Glen uh, Um Then just, yeah, I suppose, obviously, Neve Connell, they've got a lot of strong team that won the senior B last year. Most of those boys are still in there. Yeah, yeah, it's indeed there. That's right. Joe right. Dex, just give me a wee word here. We're almost out of time. John, are you going to pick a winner from the, from the juniors? Neve Connell, yeah. Well, well, that that's what I was going to say. They're going well, Ben. They've, they've got their house in order. St. Judas have done the same thing. And it's a, it's a discussion for another day about reserve football, the way it's gone downhill, and that the bigger teams like St. Judas and thing have identified that and have pushed their second team now to Junior A, which is yeah. which is a far better standard. I know, you, uh, Dara, you're saying the reserve. Junior A is a far better standard than reserve football. It is at the minute now. Yeah. Reserve football was competitive years ago. It was a good standard. It was your second team, but that's that that's gone. So that's Something another good day. John, you're always good for the talking points. Good man. Hey, we could talk all night. We're almost out of time. I want to thank Joe Dex for producing this evening. And my two guests here, John Harn and Dara Boner. Thanks very much for calling up, lads. I'll speak to you all next week. Stay tuned for the Monday night sessions coming up now.